All right, welcome to week four, week four, five of the NBA season. Uh, this is Three Dudes, One Hoop. I'm Michael. As always, I'm here with my boys, Easy and Benny. And we're going to do a little roundup of the NBA, talk about a couple stories that have come out recently that are uh, you know, pretty intriguing, involve a lot of interesting characters, namely Ben Simmons. So yes, another Ben Simmons topic <laughs> in this podcast. We just can't get away from him. The NBA can't get away from him. Uh, he can't get away from the city of Philadelphia, but he can't get away maybe, from us. Maybe not for long yeah. because <laughs> Boston today came out. Uh, Shams uh, Sharania reported that Boston may be interested in pulling a trade with uh, the Sixers. It's not clear whether or not they're interested exactly in Ben Simmons. Um, but it, it does seem like the package that they're talking about, it would be sender out Ben Simmons. And it, uh, according to, to Shams, Philly would want to include Jalen Brown in that trade. So obviously Philly's looking to get Jalen Brown. Um, so it's a pretty interesting dynamic because Boston probably needs to shake things up. Uh, we talked about it in our last podcast, they, they, definitely need to make a trade they definitely need to have some change in that locker room um but the question is is ben simmons the right guy to get um so i guess i'll i'll throw it to you easy and penny the question being should boston go for ben simmons and what would you give up because for me jalen brown is a little too rich for my blood like i i would not do that at all but uh, i guess i'll throw i'll throw it to you easy how do you feel about ben simmons potentially being a boston celtic i mean the like if you're just doing Ben for Jalen Brown, it makes no sense. Um, I know we talked about this off pod. I even went in one of my other basketball chats, the PSF chat. Shout out PSF. Um, but yeah, we were just talking about how that trade isn't fair if it's just a Ben Jalen kind of straight up. But depending on the pieces you put around that trade, it can definitely be something in Boston's favor, um, or at least just to change the complexion of their team from what it is now because we know that what they're doing right now isn't exactly sustainable for winning. Um, Cause one year there'll be conference finals, but then the next year they'll just be a first round exit. So like the more I read into it, the more I'm buying into the idea. And especially if you're Philly, you should definitely be buying into this idea um, just solely based on the fact that you, at one point you had Jimmy Butler. So you know that the two forwards and a Joel combo is a winning kind of product you've seen that in the conference finals um and you know you were one shot away against Kawhi from actually you know making it to the conference finals so i mean clearly that formula might work and you're not going to be giving up so much in this trade either again you have to match salaries too that's another consideration that we got to figure out when we look at these rosters i can get into it a little bit after you guys you know expand on it but um I would say I like the trade for both teams. It's one of those things where Philly's getting a guy who can help them win now. Um, that's not going to be a liability in the locker room. High character guy. Um, notoriously known for being a great guy. Um, so for Philly, it's great. For Boston, it changes their complexion. It adds another defensive layer, which I mean, do they need more defense? Probably. Um, but it also gives them a facilitator for um, the rest of the team to help them get going, which is what you know, guys like Marcus Smart are saying, Jason Tatum and um Jalen Brown need to do which is pass more I mean if you need a passer I don't know if there's you can do much better than Ben Simmons for what he does so I mean I think it's good for both sides um I don't know how, how do you feel Benny um I <laughs> like it for Philly okay. I know that a Philly would have to uh, I don't I think we agree that this probably wouldn't be a one for one like it wouldn't be just straight no. up Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown. It probably yeah, that be never like happens that. in the NBA. You never get like straight up yeah, you superstar can never... for superstar. And in this case, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Right, especially with Ben Simmons' stock being solo and Jalen Brown getting off to a pretty good start so far to the season. But I don't really like it as much for Boston from the perspective of, you know, what are you going to do for scoring besides uh, Jason Tatum, pretty much? That's kind of like my thing with them. I, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be able to provide much of that. I don't think um, Al Horford is going to be able to do much of that. I, I think it would have to maybe if they if they I don't know, they'd have to get guys like Tyrese Maxey. But then, you know, would they be willing to do that? Do they want to give up Thibault as well? I know none of those guys are going to provide the scoring that I'm talking about, but they're obviously not going to give up Seth Curry, too, because then what are they going to do? They're not going to have a point guard besides Maxey, I guess. 
But I, I like it for Philly. I like it for Philly. Um, if, the, if you have to give up Maxi, whatever. If you have to give up Thibel, whatever, or anything else to make the contracts work, even Milton, whatever. Um, I think that a Jalen Brown fit with Joel Embiid would be really good. Uh, Jalen Brown obviously being a really good perimeter defender. Maybe not as good as Ben Simmons, but still really good. And obviously he's a much better offensive player than Ben Simmons probably ever will be. And so I like it from Philly's perspective. I just, from Boston perspective, I don't know. I remain to be convinced. I think uh, I agree with you from like the Philly perspective, because if you can get a Jalen Brown, then that's, you know, immediately vaults you into another category of contender. And they're already eight to two. We're going to talk about that a little later. Um, so they're already first in, in the Eastern conference, but from the Boston perspective, to me, it's more about like what, what direction do you want to take as a franchise in terms of like the next three years, really? Because if you're if you're trading Jalen Brown, uh, then that's like a blow it up move. That's you know we're we're punting on this year. We're looking for draft capital. We're trying to build. So from the from the Boston perspective, if I'm going to trade for a guy like Ben Simmons, uh, then I also obviously need to get picks for that, or I need to get a guy like Matisse Thybul, who's like young and promising. Or like Shake Milton, who's he's not as good, but you know, just another type of young guy and probably picks as well. Because Jalen Brown, what he can command on a trade market, uh, is probably a lot more when you're talking about like draft capital from other teams. Um, so trading Jalen Brown, if you're trying to blow it up, uh, makes sense if that's the direction that Boston wants to go to in. But maybe trading him to Boston isn't the best move. That being said, if you can get a guy like Ben Simmons and if the Boston front office feels like he can be, you know, he can revive his career. He can be a good fit there. Like you guys were saying, they could use the defense um, and, you know, the playmaking and all that because they're not getting anything from their from their other guards. Um, I think it could be an interesting move. But, I mean, I, it really just like the greater, like if you zoom out, it's what is Boston going to do, right? We talked about them last week. Do we think they're, they're going to just punt and, uh, you know, essentially do a, do a, like a full rebuild or a, I guess a soft rebuild since they have Tatum to build around and try to reload that way. I think they could use a change, but I don't know if, if I'm Brad Stevens, do I want to get rid of that tandem of Brown and Tatum? Is that, or do I think I can do better by getting rid of Brown? So I, I guess I'll throw it to you. Yeah. 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 I mean, so if I'm Boston and I'm with this lineup, like I'm not sure if I'm selling the, uh, if I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm buying the idea of trading Brown to rebuild. Like, I'm not sure if that's the direction I want to go to rebuild. Um, I just don't think it's worth trading Brown, honestly. Like, we've seen teams tank before and, like, just try to get a bunch of draft capital and then do nothing, right? Like, and we've seen teams that have, like, kind of just stayed okay, missed the playoffs here and there, and then the lottery, they find a good pick at, like, nine, and then they're back in the playoffs. So, like... I'm not sure if a complete teardown of Boston is the smartest idea. I do think that they're investing their money in the role players the wrong way. Um, But that's like another conversation. But in terms of Tatum and Brown, I know we've talked about before how like maybe it just doesn't work out. But like, again, if you're doing a Brown to rebuild, I'm not sure it's worth trading him at this point. Honestly, like he still has three years in his contract. You're not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're getting some premium value here, which is why I think they would even be interested in a Philly trade because again, if they're still trying to like, you know, make a run or at least try to see where they're at as a team, a Ben Simmons trade makes sense. Um, not necessarily saying that like Ben and Jalen are even in any sort of imagination, but like, again, like we said, depending on those pieces that you add to the trade, I think it could be beneficial for both teams. Um, it's just that time will tell. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah. I think Philly, from their perspective, it'd just be like a total, like, let's go in and win yeah. the championship this year. And, you know, staple a bunch of draft picks, give them whatever they want, essentially, for Jalen Brown. Um, right. That's not like another so, valuable player. I have kind of a framework of a trade that I think would work. Yeah, go for at it. At least salary-wise. So what Philly would do is they would trade Ben, they would mm-hmm. trade Thibel, and they would mm-hmm. trade Maxi. Yes. Right? Yeah, those, those addition, are definitely the two promising young guys for Philly. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to trade a first-round pick. I would probably say this year only because they're not going to trade future draft capital. Mm-hmm. And then a, probably a second-rounder in 2023. So I'm thinking Boston gets all that. And then Philly would get Jalen, Smart, and then as a salary filler, Grant Williams. Um, the way I'm seeing it, um, 
if you're getting maxi, you probably don't want smart on the court. Anyways, mm-hmm. you're going to need someone to score and you already get Ben. In addition to that, you're getting Thiable, who kind of makes up for the defensive smart. And you're also trying to relinquish some of that salary that you're taking in by taking in Ben. So by getting rid of smart with the 14 mil, I know he's like, you know, one of their premium voices in that locker room, but eventually Tatum's going to have to take that over. Yeah. Um, and then in that case, Philly's getting Jalen like they want. They get smart who can make up for the loss of Thibault and Maxi in the defensive department, at least. And then Grant Williams, again, just salary filler. I'm not expecting him to get minutes. Not um, if not, no. And then, you know, they, they give up the first first round pick, which, you know, Boston can Yeah, it's going to be a, a low pick probably if they're thinking right. anyways. Yeah. But in terms of salary, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that trade, if that would be even mm-hmm. for both teams. But, like, I think that's yeah. the best that Philly can offer other than, you know, giving them a bunch of picks, which, like, again, why would you trade Jalen Brown? Um, yeah. In the first place, you're not going to sacrifice a bunch of picks for Jalen Brown either. Like, you know, yeah, you can definitely do a lot worse than getting Ben Simmons and a couple picks plus Maxi and Tybal, you said, for yeah. for Jalen Brown and then Marcus Smart. You probably don't want on your team anymore, anyways. Right. Um, that's that's probably a W for on both sides. Um, and then, you know, it gives Boston the chance to rebuild if they want to down the road. Yeah. And I mean, the, at least the way that I'm seeing mm-hmm. it is that. I'm trying to think right now. So like with Maxi, like if you're Philly and you're like hesitant to trade Maxi, like I get it. But if you're yeah. invested in winning, like like the ring, like the ring this year, mm-hmm. like getting Jalen and Smart, you're clearly going for the win. Like those yeah, are winning players. It, you and don't like, even care about Marcus Smart. You just want Jalen right. Brown to be like, the, I just, the lineup. I just think that like giving up Maxi for the chance to win a ring is worth it. I don't think Maxi's mm-hmm. going to be a guy that's like an all-star. No, yeah, I agree. So like, you know. You, you might not like it, but at the same time, like you still have Seth, you still have Shake, who kind of does the same thing as Tyrese. Mm-hmm. You got, you just got enough pieces already where like compensating for Maxi wouldn't be hard. And I think that would make Philly a, a pretty heavy favorite in the East just because with Brooklyn, we still don't know if Kyrie's coming back. Yeah. Um, and they've been good, uh, but I think Philly's been better. And with the addition of Jalen Brown, I mean, forget about it. That's, that's yeah. for me, like definitely a, like the favorite coming out of the East. But um, but yeah. Do, uh, is there any other thoughts before we move on to our next topic? No, I agree with you guys. All right, cool. So, Wait, Benny, Benny, real quick, what do you think about that trade, though? About yeah, I think that's probably as good as it's gonna get for uh, yeah. like that's yeah. if I was Boston, that's what I would want if I'm taking Ben Simmons and stuff. If I if I, if I have any doubts about taking Ben Simmons, I would feel better because I'm getting also those guys in return. Yeah. Yeah, that's why the first is there too. Like, I'm not saying that like Philly's gonna give him like two firsts either, because this is Daryl Morey we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um, but that's why I said a first and a second is probably the most draft capital they'd get if Ben is being offered. Yeah, yeah, and that helps shed a lot of negativity, I think, uh, off the the Boston roster. Not that Jalen Brown's a source of negativity, but you get yeah. rid of Marcus Smart, you don't have to worry so much about like the Pritchards and the Neesmiths yeah. of the world and the Grant Williams of the world. You kind of yeah. can get in a, a crop of new young guys. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. And the biggest uh, loser of this trade, let's just be yeah. very clear. The biggest loser of this trade would be Ben Simmons. He'd be going yeah, from yeah. Philly fans to Celtics fans. This man is <laughs> oh going to have yeah. no <laughs> the most toxic fan faces by the time this, by the time his career is over, this man is going to like, like he's going to need help. Like people need to check <laughs> on him because yeah, yeah. be going from a Philly fan base to a Celtic fan base. Like can it get worse? Like I can't. Honestly, yeah, that's and he's you know there's news today of him going uh, to meet with Philly to meet with their team doctors or whatever. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's gonna need to keep working on that mental health to get it as strong as it needs to be. I mean, like, to go at least like because at least with Knicks fans, like you will get wrecked. But like if you have like a good game, Knicks fans are gonna yeah. be all over you. If oh you have a good God, game with Philly, the yeah. Celtics, like they will not care until you win. Yeah, Knicks the, fans the standard, do not care about winning a championship. Yeah. As long as you make playoffs, 100%. we are like I'm saying we because I get hyped, but they're so <laughs> fired up about anything good on their team that like if yeah. Ben Simmons makes mm-hmm. playoffs and like has a good game in the playoffs, like I think you don't New York at that point. Like, no, I, I like I like you role playing as a Knicks fan. There, it was really fun. Like uh, that. <laughs> but no, yeah, enough. I mean I agree with you. It's just they they suffered through so much mediocrity that they just want like Derrick Rose the other day was great and like you know yeah, man. stuff that like that was awesome. That was fucking awesome. points. Great dude. Guy. Every time he does something good on the court, it's like miraculous. I love it. But um, I guess we'll transition to uh our little roundup here of NBA. Um, so. 
you know, we're sitting at week four NBA season and we have Philly at number one out East. We talked to, obviously we've been talking about them. There's not a whole lot more to say, but we have the Warriors still at number one. They're the only one lost team in the NBA. Um, they're number one, uh, sorry, they're number two overall in the latest power rankings from NBA.com. Um, so, you know, it's been really interesting to see them surge so much without Clay. So, you know, as a fan, you just think, okay, they introduced Clay into the mix. You know, we're talking about a contender here. I guess the question is, are they for real or not? Um, you know, it seems like the supporting cast is really good. You have guys like Jordan Poole going off for, he had like 30 uh, two games ago, and then he had 20, followed up with 26 points after, and, and 25, I think, in the last game. So he's been hot this week. Um, I guess I'll throw it to you guys. Are are we buying Golden State Warriors as a as a playoff uh, or finals winner uh, winning contender uh, here in the twenty two season? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they're really good. Um, kind of looking at their games, like the like, or they have games coming up. They do have games like Chicago coming up, Brooklyn, you know, Charlotte and Philly and games like that. So we'll see how they fare in those. But even though the games that they have played up until this point haven't been like the the strongest, I think the strongest team that they face record-wise is the Lakers, and they're 5-5. Five and five. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. I'm looking at it right, right now really you, quick. You sound about right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess – you're right about that. Yeah. I guess, I mean, still 8-1 is 8-1, right? So it's still really good. Um. I do think it's fair to say that the Lakers, that excuse me, that the Warriors are going to be a really good team in the Western Conference. They're going to be a tough out. Like, I just keep thinking about like the whole clay factor. I, I don't see him. We talked about it in the last part. I don't see him as a guy that would mess up the flow of an offense, just the way his style, the the way his style is. It just fits with just that's about true. anything. Yeah. So I think that's going to just push him even further. I don't know if though, I don't know about a finals team yet. We'll, we'll see. I still kind of want to see those other games that they play against the against like the, the teams that are stronger right now. But notice how I ignored Cleveland. They're seven and four, but I don't believe in that team. They have <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have Cleveland coming up. But yeah, we'll see how they do. Yeah, this is this is a finals team. Um, oh, easy buys the hype, and th- this is not somebody who's who's usually I don't this take high it lightly. On, on his team. Uh, this really is quick, a I got a mute. I got a mute real quick, but I'll be listening. No worries. No chilling, worries. Chilling. Yeah. Uh, this is a finals team. Um, and I'm not saying it's because of the Warriors, but it's more because of how bad the West is this year. Like, I don't th- like, again, it's the beginning of the season. It might be an overreaction. We might be prisoners of the moment, but like, I'm looking at this West. I'm not scared of like any team in the West right now. Yes. Like, yes. Like, I was going to say, there's not a clear right, ranking order in the West like, yet. Yeah. Like I see the Jazz and I'm like, great, they lose every yeah. year. I see mm-hmm. Dallas and I'm like, oh, okay. So if Luca has a bad game, you lost. I see Phoenix and I'm like, okay, great. Like, can they follow they get it up? Run. Can they follow Maybe. it up from last year? Yeah. Memphis. I'm scared of Memphis. They match up well against the Warriors. They play well against the Warriors. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about Memphis to be honest. <laughs> honestly, though, it's a bad matchup for the Warriors. They run okay. too much. Like they I do. don't, I don't know they what it is, but like case. Grizzlies have always been a kryptonite for the Warriors in the last few years. So that's a team I fear personally, but I know they don't. Um, (laughs) The Nuggets, I'm not worried about that. Clippers, I'm definitely not worried about the Clippers. And then Sacramento, I mean, I can't, I can't say if I'm worried or not about Sacramento. That's my team. So yeah, yeah. we're Um, we're still waiting on the Kings. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, again, like just based on what we're seeing in the West right now, I'm not like you have to assume they'd be a Finals contender at the very least. Yeah, I think so too. And. Like going off what Benny was saying with the record or with the games that they've the, the teams that they've played so far, even though they haven't been really good teams, they have been taking care of business. They put they're putting away these yeah. bad teams like Oklahoma, they beat 103 to 82. Like bad Charlotte, they beat 114 to 92. Pelicans, they beat 126 to 85. Houston, they just beat 120 to 107. So those are the past yeah. four games. They've been putting it on these teams. And yeah. that's what good teams do. They put away really bad teams and they keep it close against good teams. I mean, uh they lost in overtime to Memphis. That's their only loss this year. Other I mean, than isn't that, that kind of crazy? They haven't though? had a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's, it's crazy it's, though. Like the fact yeah. that their only loss was an overtime game. Like it's not even yeah, like a regular. Three. Yeah. Like it's not even regular time. It's it's overtime. So like literally, they lost one quarter, and that's what's been the difference. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, John Morant ended 
uh, Steph Curry's career, but <laughs> but uh, I mean Curry had 36 in that game, so but um, but yeah, I mean I like the roster. Like we mentioned, I think in our last pod about their additions uh, really working out well for them yeah, with absolutely. pool, uh, you know, taking the extra step and Porter being good and getting Porter contributions from the elite. So last game too. Yeah. yeah a really good game. So he's, he's been, he's been pretty good for them lately. Uh, Iguodala coming back has, has been helpful. Even yeah. Draymond Green. I mean, I, I, I guess I wonder Stop where it. you're at with the Draymond Stop Green it. life cycle right now, because I feel like, I feel like, yes, he's, he's been really bad. And there's like terrible, like, low lights or, or bad highlights whatever you want to say of him uh but he's still getting you like eight points eight rebounds seven assists you know he's not too bad defensively at least when he's trying um i feel like in the playoffs he's a guy that's going to turn it on is he is he like not a turn it on turn it off guy i feel like he is he, he turns it on but that also means he's getting texts so like, <laughs> like yeah right he's kind, of, he's kind of null and voiding his own like strength <laughs> in the playoffs <laughs> okay and, and now that he hasn't been in playoffs for the last two, three years, you better believe this man is getting suspended one game in the playoffs. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, these, by the way, these defensive rules have definitely helped him. You know, the, oh, 100%. The new, the by new, far. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we want to get into that a little bit, but it's been, as an NBA fan, it's been really cool to watch. Like, yeah. I'm, so it's funny because when something gets fixed and like you start noticing it's been fixed, you start noticing mm-hmm. other issues that are happening. Yeah. And I right. never realized how bad and egregious the like chase down foul is <laughs> until like now like, this season. What do you mean by like chase down foul? Like when, so, like, when they, it's when like they a stop th- or? So it's like a three on two fast break and a guy yeah. fouls the dribbler like at half court. Mm. When he has like a clear bucket. Right. And it's like, right. okay. So you just, and like sometimes these guys are doing it and then like guys yeah. end up in the bonus right after. So they're getting free right. throws regardless. So it's like, right. it's not even a high IQ basketball play. Yeah. Half the time. And they're smart about it too. Well, I mean, they're smart about it in the sense that like they don't, it's usually not a clear path foul because they'll have like the right. other defender in front, but like, it's obvious that all the guy needs to do is pass it to the guy ahead of them. And exactly. So it's like, yeah. it, like half the time, it doesn't even make sense from a basketball perspective. Yeah. Right. Because you're giving them the foul, meaning you might give them free free throws earlier yeah, in the quarter than you try want. To make a play or like have right. that as a layup, you know, you never know that. Yeah, like time. you never know. Yeah. So like, I, I love that they got rid of that shooting rule thing, but like, yeah. my God, this clear transition foul that's going on in this league needs to end. Like, I want guys to get a free free throw and then the possession back for those kind of fouls. Like, yes, agreed. Like, yeah, it that, needs that's to be what penalized. Stop it. Yeah, and I feel like it's a little dangerous too because they're going like full speed down the court Dude, and like guys they're are getting grabbing tackled. guys from yeah. the waist from the arm and yeah. like. It's just ridiculous. It, it's, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But going back to Draymond, hmm. this man needs to play better. I know, I know the Warriors need him because literally Curry's success hinges on how Draymond plays and how yeah. he facilitates Curry getting baskets. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Curry gets like five, at least five of his baskets per game from a Draymond assist. So, mm-hmm. wow, I need we need they need Draymond. Yeah, but my gosh, you need to not turn the ball over as much as you are. I know for as much as he creates, but like. He gets seven assists a game, but he has three turnovers. So, like, essentially speaking, like, 33% of the time that you're looking for a pass that's going to lead to a shot, you're turning it over. Like, Yeah, that's not great. That, that's not great. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, defensively, you know, like, turn it up a little bit, you know? Like, I know it's regular season. I know you got to well, pace yourself. I mean, the defensive rating right now for the Warriors is number one. So, their defensive rating is a 97. Um, so, I mean, right now they're – they're doing well. A lot of that maybe is Draymond necessarily. It's those other guys that we were talking about, but right. they are the best know. defensive team. He might be day. changing shots a lot, which maybe we're not yeah. seeing, but offensively at least, I don't know, man. Like he needs to be a little bit more efficient with that. In his yeah. prime, I mean, like his assist numbers were just about the same, but I don't know, man. It's just something different. Like I see like a little bit more carelessness with the ball. Well, well one more note on, on one of those other guys, you know, Gary Payton. He's leading the league with 3.9 steals per 36 minutes. So maybe Gary, that's where they're kind of getting some of that. Gary Payton the second. He's he's um yeah. he's interesting. He's an he's interesting. Guy. He's interesting. And, um, he connection. He connection. Great. He connection. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. And then again, like talking about Wiseman, like I'm excited about Wiseman. No one yeah. wants to talk yeah. about that, but like yeah, you know, I'd rather see James Wiseman play than Bielitsa personally. Um, I know Bielitsa's playing well, but is that even sustainable in the playoffs? Probably not. Yeah. Um, but a seven footer covering someone that might actually get to the basket like DeAndre Aiden, I I'd much rather have James Wiseman on the court for that. So I'm excited. This is a this yeah. is a finals contender. 
whether you believe it's because the Warriors are good enough to make finals or it's because you believe that the West is weak enough that the Warriors get in. No matter which perspective you look at it from, they are a finals contender. Yeah, both of you guys hit on the point of like chemistry being really important for this team, right? Draymond knows how to play with Curry. We don't see Clay as a guy who's going to be problematic uh, when he comes back in. I wonder if Wiseman will potentially pose issues, but I think Kerr will probably, you know, I don't think he's afraid to bench him. Um, oh yeah, no, he'll, he'll keep him on the bench if he has to. Yeah, I, so I think again, the, I don't. I expect Looney to be a starter for the rest of my life, and yeah. I, I just don't, I, <laughs> the, rest, I the rest of your life, <laughs> ninety years old, he'll still be a starter. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the more fun teams to watch. The chemistry bleeds over on the TV when you're watching them. Uh, they've been taking care of business, so I, I tend to agree with Easy that they, you know, have the ability to be a finals contender um but we'll see as, as they kind of get into like a harder part of their schedule here uh if they're for real or, or not um uh, but i guess we can talk i mean do, do we want to keep talking about philly uh they are number one in in the east um yeah. can just quickly mention seth curry has been really hot for them so the other curry brothers doing work um you know Embiid. i, I was looking at his stats and he's averaging like a career high in assists per game, which makes sense without Ben Simmons on the floor. It's not that much. He's only getting like four a game. Um, but his assist uh, percentage rate, which is like a advanced metric that, uh, advanced metric that measure, measures uh, other players' uh, field goals that have been made, like how, how often you're assisting on those. And it's at 20%, which is a career high. And last year's was 16%. So that's a pretty significant jump. Um, yeah. So he, he's definitely playmaking more. Obviously, you guys know I have the beat as my MVP, so that's kind of why I'm talking about him so much. <laughs> but um, I, he's definitely not the top MVP candidate right now, but he's doing really good, and if they keep it up, who knows. Um, but, yeah, what are you guys seeing from Philly, I guess? Uh, do we buy them as a finals contender? It's kind of hard to decipher if they're for real or not, but I, I do like their roster a lot. I, I guess I'll throw it to you, Ben. How do you feel about Philly this year? Uh, like. Obviously, they've been doing really well. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they've been doing really well. Um, they deserve credit for that. But I'm not as big on the roster. Like, I would have to be convinced that Seth Curry can stay hot like this for for a post. doesn't have to be for the rest of the regular season but because we're talking finals, right? So at least for a postseason run, that he can do this, that Tyrese Maxey continues to develop. Guys like Thibault, Tobias Harris, you know, he's been injured, but he'll be back and hopefully he can – you know, if he can keep up the way he's been playing, which he's been playing well, you know, if Danny Green can contribute, yeah, like it's not guys that I'm, it's guys, it's players that I like. I do like the roster to your point, Mike, mm-hmm. but it's never, it's not a lot of guys that I'm like, um, I don't know, I guess. Particularly- there, there are a lot of unproven guys. I feel like, yeah. right. Like a lot of, we don't know if Max is going to be really good in playoffs or, or shake Milton or, or Tybal, right. Like we, we, have, we want to see it, I guess. Yeah, like George George's Niang, he's been having a good season for them. He was right. like at twelve points a game or something, but like that's, you know, he's that's not like he's not a career he's not a career that right. He's not a career twelve points a game. He's like a that's probably true. like five or six. So I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of guys that are maybe overperforming. I kind of think it'll be one of those kind of like Golden State that you know I kind of want to wait till maybe the All Star break see if these guys are still like if this is really what they're gonna be for the season. Yeah, for sure. How do you feel yeah. about Philly this year, Easy? Yeah, so, like, the only reason I would defer the Warriors from Philly is because we do have the potential of Clay coming back. Mm. And, like, that's already a significant difference in the whole grand scheme of things. Um, Philly is interesting um, because just as much as we're saying that they have unprovens, Embiid can play in playoffs. Seth Curry, last year, I don't know if you guys watched him, but he most definitely proved to me that he can play in the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. Carrying Ben Simmons' scoring load that he had in the regular season. This guy shot 18 points per game, essentially 19 if we're really being honest. Shot 57% from the field and shot 50% from the three on almost seven attempts a game. And he got, and that was in 12 games and 31 minutes per game. So clearly he could score. And in the year before with Dallas, which was the series that they almost beat the Clippers, I'm pretty sure, um, in the in the bubble. He averaged 13 points off the bench. 
On top of that, he was shooting 58% from the field and 47 from three. So in terms of Seth, whether it slows down in the regular season or not, I know that guy's turning up in playoffs. There's something mm-hmm. about playoffs that gets mm-hmm. this guy going. Um, I don't think Danny Green is going to do anything for this team, so I wouldn't even no. mention his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just not going to happen for him. Um, and a lot of it is unproven, I agree. But I will say beating the Bulls twice in the regular season – within a week of each other is I don't want to say that's like a big deal. It's but to beat a team of that talent level and to do it like without hypothetically speaking, your second best player, Ben Simmons, like hypothetically speaking. Um, and one of them by nine. So it wasn't even like a close game. It was like a, like a decent lead there. And then they won every other game and they only lost to the Knicks and Brooklyn. And, you know, I don't, I, I'm not sold yet personally. I have a little bit more faith in Seth than I guess most people do. I, I see them more like the jazz where like regular season Kings show me in playoffs, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. show, show Embiid, like show me, you could be honest, show me, you can take your team. Like you need to do it. I know yeah, he's like he, assisting a little bit more this year, but like, show me like, you need yeah, to. I don't know if he's ever been like the best playoff performer on, on his team. That's made it to, you know, the conference finals. Right. Cause that one year they made it right. to Jimmy who was clearly the best player in the playoffs. Well, wasn't for, that, for them. that was conference semis, wasn't it? Um, was oh, yeah, to so go play LeBron after, right? Or Was it? Oh, no, it was uh, it was Toronto. Yeah, the the, the Game 7 Toronto that's, that vaulted them to finals, no? Was it? I thought they played um, so, or did they play Boston else afterward. I thought they played Boston afterward. I might be wrong. Might have been. Might have been. Um, but, you know, I, I that being said, I, I, I like – Obviously, like I like Philly this year. One one little nugget I want to point out is that they're first in three point percentage and field goal percentage. So it's amazing uh, what not having Ben Simmons on the floor can do for for Philadelphia. <laughs> for Philadelphia. Um, but I think more to the point, it's it's a testament also to uh, Joel Embiid is facing more doubles than he's ever faced before, which makes sense again without Ben Simmons. Um, so clearly, you know, having Ben Simmons on the floor helps. Embiid in some ways hurts him in other ways, but overall kind of helps the team. It looks like, um, you know, nothing against Ben Simmons. I know we, you know, harp on him all the yeah. time. I think he is a good player, but I think for this yeah. team with Embiid, it's just not a good fit. And it that's something that, fit. Yeah, yeah, it's just something that, you know, has been in the conversation for years. Mm-hmm. You know, those two don't work together. Um, and clearly Philly is thriving without him because they're first in those two categories of so field core percentage and three point percentage. We to To your guys' point, we'll see if that, holds true for you know in the in the finals um you know if you're shutting down and beating the finals you know in the, in a seven series game uh seven series uh playoff uh can other t- can other guys step up that's going to be the main question yeah um, can we mention about the yeah. just for like a little bit because i know we already covered it yeah. no, go for but it yeah can we kind of revisit a little bit then what that would look like if he was playing next to jason tatum that, no, uh, no. If Ben Simmons was playing with oh, got you, got you with yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Tatum, because that that was like a concern that I was thinking about, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't really sure how to frame it. But mm-hmm. now that you mentioned Embiid, like you could almost see the even though Ben Simmons is not a guy that's going to stretch the floor, you could almost see uh, that there was at least going to be space between maybe he, between Ben and uh, Embiid because one's going to be bringing up the ball, the other one's going to be in the paint usually, right? So that's why the thing with with Tatum would be weird because they're both perimeter players usually. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I I, I think I disagree with that just because I feel like the bigger issue with Embiid and Simmons was that they both wanted to be in the paint um, because you didn't have to respect Simmons from the three point mm-hmm. line and he didn't want to shoot. Um, at least like not from ten feet away. Uh, so so yeah, I think throw. yeah exactly. So I think in uh, and up on a team with Tatum, where Tatum for sure wants to be a perimeter player. He wants to play like Kobe. He wants to iso ball, you know, hit shot, hit shots from the perimeter. That's his game. Um, I think Ben Simmons could be pretty valuable in that dunker spot, playing in the playing in the paint. I think that's where he wants to be, anyways. And he can play make from the post. Um, so I think it w- would fit from a basketball perspective. I think it it could work better than with Embiid. Would the team be better? You know, obviously, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't really say. Um, but I think it could fit with 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 Tatum. You know, from a spacing type of thing. I don't yeah. know. What, what What do you think, Easy? 
it's very dependent on the lineup you have on the floor because mm. you can't have Horford and Ben Simmons. We've seen that before. That just mm. that's just not gonna work. Very true. Um, because they both kind of do what you want Ben Simmons to do, which is pass from the post. Right. Um, I will say that it's almost like you're compensating for the fact that Tatum doesn't want to drive into the paint by getting a guy who can only drive to the paint. Yeah, he, Tatum so does, historically does not like contact. Tatum does not yeah. drive in, and he has so no. many chances to drive in. Mm-hmm. It's almost He's a freak of almost, nature, and he doesn't want to yeah, get fouled. It's so frustrating. Yeah. This mm-hmm. man's taking fadeaways, and I'm like, do you realize you're like three – inches bigger than the guy. like you can just take him like just yeah it. literally yeah and like J- you see Jalen brown doing it and it's like okay why can't you do that like come on yeah exactly like, help me yeah. out here but um i think it could work um i think it would have to be jason tatum it would have to be ben simmons and then it would have to be something along the lines of a like aaron neesmith as a shooter um mm-hmm. it would have to be yeah like uh it have to be, like, two shooters yeah and maybe robert williams in the paint or mm-hmm. you can have Horford, but you'd have to like, if you put Horford in with Ben Simmons, you, you're going to have problems in my opinion. I don't think yeah, that works out well. I agree with you. Um, no. I just think, I'm not saying it works in Boston, but it definitely, I think Ben Simmons works better in Boston than um, than Philly because in Philly, clearly it's just not a good, well, it's not a good fit for winning in the playoffs. Regular season it fits, but in the playoffs it just doesn't. Yeah, I'll put it like this. I feel like Philly benefits less from having Ben Simmons on the court than Boston would. So yeah. I think Boston would benefit more. Um, maybe it's not the perfect fit, but, you know, aside from playing like a guy like aside from playing with a guy like Steph Curry, there's not a whole lot of players that like, you know, superstar caliber players that you could put Ben Simmons with. Like they have to be criminal right. oriented. And I, I think Tatum is for the most part. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I think that kind of does it for. Philly, do, do you guys have any other thoughts about other teams in the association before we move on to our next segment? Um, Benny, do you got anybody? Um, I guess we can have our honorary Miami Heat talk. They beat the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great game. <laughs> Congratulations. Right, I'm done. You well, beat... did you guys easy feel like this conversation? Because uh, Ricky Rubio just made headlines because yeah. he had like a career high in the garden, and it was amazing. Yeah, do you want to give crazy. like a 30 seconds on, on Rubio? Just like how much you love him? Just gush about him. I know he's your boy. But um Yeah, no, I mean that's a Benny one. I I d I didn't I'm not a Rubio. Oh, you're not a Wait, Benny, you're the Rubio guy? I thought Benny's the Rubio the one. Guy. Not that I'm a Rubio guy, but like I mentioned him in the <laughs> I mentioned him in the the podcast that we did about players' careers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. should have panned out better or whatever. Right. Um. Yeah. No, nah, I was. I was actually. Even though I say I'm not a Rubik, I was actually really happy for him when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I thought <laughs> yeah, like, it was a great story. What yeah. was he like? Eight for eight from three, bro. Like, eight for eight for yeah, three. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't know if he missed after yeah. that, but I think he finished eight for eight for three. He was. He was. Yeah. Animal. It was unreal. Okay, eight threes. That's now real, that's bro. not to say. Now. That's not to say that I think that that's what Rubio's career should have been. Right, someone is gonna go eight for eight from the three point line. No, it should have been. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> it should have been. If he would have been drafted by any other team besides the Timberwolves, that would have been his career. He's a great player. He's so talented. Just, uh, uh, I mean, we talked about it before. He's, he's just yeah. super. He's gonna get his player. chance now. Sexton yeah. tore meniscus. He's gonna get his chance. Oh, I didn't see that. Sexton sucks, tore the MCL. Yeah, Dang. yeah. He, he tore the meniscus. That. So that's at least two months, from what I know. Probably wow. three. RP yeah, season's not over at least, but yeah. yeah. Well, RP yeah, one of one of my three fantasy teams. Yeah. Also, um, since we're on the topic of the Heat, real quick, you yeah, said they beat it. the Jazz. Congratulations, you guys thank also you. lost the Boston. Thank you so much. Yeah, I wasn't gonna bring that up. Yeah, thanks. That could be that. that... <laughs> Listen, if we said Milwaukee is gonna be a one-off when the, when they lost to the Heat by fifty points or whatever, they were missing. This could six be a players. one-off. This could be a one-off for the Heat. They were yeah, missing they, six players that but had the roles. Heat were missing their culture. That's all. The Heat, the Heat were playing in those god awful jerseys that they chose. Oh, there you go. That's exactly what it is. It was the inaugural fucking jersey. Yeah. Oh, but then they wore them and beat the Jazz. Yeah, but there was oh, yeah. a 20-point lead. Think about it. You, you know, UD got in there and, and, and you know, Listen infused culture into the jerseys. I'm just and, saying, uh, yeah. I'm shutting down that jazz celebration. I don't have to bring up that Celtics game. I can't ignore <laughs> yeah. 78 points in one game. In that, was so terrible. That, was terrible. that was really bad. It's criminally bad. That's probably going to be our worst loss of the year. One of the worst losses. That better be the worst that, loss. Yeah. If that is the worst yeah. loss of the year, I'd be so concerned. Yeah, it's a bad, <laughs> yeah, a bad yeah, team all of a sudden. The Heat just, like, year after year, it's probably just because, like, I pay attention to them more than other teams, but, like, they just have these terrible, like, really weird losses on the schedule. 
like but anyways um so yeah so <laughs> i guess that does it for your <laughs> heat talk slash rubio corner uh <laughs> that just became more heat talk <laughs> but, but somehow right somehow. <laughs> just all, all roads all roads but um i think we can move on i guess kind of transition to a new segment we want to do um which is i guess this is this will be a hall of fame class and what is the Hall of Fame class for? It's for washed-up players. So this is going to be our inaugural washed-up Hall of Fame class of, uh, you know, November 8th, 2021. <laughs> uh, this will be a reoccurring segment we do every now and then um, where we want to talk about players that we just feel have entered that phase in their career where they're just washed. They, you know, they used to be good. I guess the criteria would be that, you know, they had to have, like, you know, a three-year you know, kind of stretch where they were like pretty good, you know, starting caliber players, just like, you know, good NBA guys that you would want to have on your team and, and could possibly lead to winning. And now they're just watched and it's sad and really frustrating in some cases. Um, so I think we each have a few names we want to talk about. Um, I, I think I'll kick it off first just so I can kind of intro who we're talking about here. Um, so I have two names and part of this may be motivated because I had them on my fantasy team. Um, but, uh, I'll start here with Eric Bledsoe. He's been just God awful for the Clippers this year. He's putting up career lows, so many different categories. Um, so the, you know, the, the box score numbers are bad, but I wanted to focus on the advanced stats. Um, his true shooting percentage is the lowest it's been in his career to 41%. Uh, for those of you who don't know what true shooting is, it's just kind of a weighted, uh, shooting percentage that takes into account his, uh, a player's free throw, three point and overall field goal percentage um, or two-point field goal percentage. Um, so 41% is awful. Um, he His VORP, which is kind of like a, a advanced stat that basically measures players, uh, you know, against replacement level players, it's a negative 0.1, which is for the statistic is really bad. You don't want to be negative ever. Um, so he's just been absolutely awful. He's averaging going to the box score numbers, he's averaging eight points a game, you know, shooting 13% from three on three attempts per game. I mean, this guy is beyond washed at this point. This is like, put him on a wheelchair and send him to the retirement home. Like, this is bad. <laughs> um, so he's, you know, he's my, he's kind of like my, you know, easily first first ballot Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame guy. And then uh, I'll briefly talk about the other guy, which is Marcus Smart who we've talked about before, but he's shooting 28% from three, eight points a game. Um, his VORP is also in the negative. I think it's negative 0.1. Yeah, it's negative 0.1. Um, he's just been really bad this year. Not sure what happened. Even, even defensively, he's still giving you a couple steals a game, but you just watch those games and it's, he's just like, it's those type of steals where he's he's not really impacting the game. He's just kind of going for the numbers. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, Marcus Smart, Eric Bledsoe, Cut them from your fantasy teams if you have them, guys. It's not going to – they're not going to improve. <laughs> That's good financial advice. <laughs> yeah. This is legitimate on, advice on this leaves. time. This isn't one of those, like, 1% chance this might happen. No, like, no. This no. Is, yeah, this cut is, them. This is <laughs> almost fact. This is almost, yeah. like, Bible religion here. Like, Yeah, there's is, nothing hot about these takes. <laughs> yeah. This is just absolutely factual. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, who do you guys have for, for this in- inaugural class here? Washed up. Easy? Oh, you want me to go first? You want me to go, go like one it. and you go one or I go both? We can do one on one if you want. That's All fine. right, let's do one on one. Let's build suspense. Um, <laughs> my first choice is um, DeAndre Jordan. Mm. Ooh. That is the, this is the definition of washed. Yeah. I don't even – I this man was getting paid 10 mil a year by Brooklyn like a year Awful or two contract. ago. Like, yeah. yeah. And why was he getting – why did he even get that contract? Like the he, Knicks had him and he was getting like 10 and 11. Wow, great. Because he's like, friends with, with uh, exactly. KD. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then what happens? He gets eight and ten, like in fifty-six games. Great. You can get <laughs> rebounds. You can't shoot free throws. You can't block anymore either. He's seven feet tall. I would hope he'd get rebounds. So right, like I'd hope <laughs> yeah. so. And like you just can't run up and down a court anymore. Like you watch him play, and it's almost like watching, you know, like it's like watching an elderly person run down the court <laughs> and figure things out. Like. You know, you put them in the beginning of the game because you kind of want them to do well, and then you just put them on the bench because you know they'll be a liability later. So, like, yeah, it's just one of it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, like, I guess, I guess we'll play him. You know, whatever. Like, if we have to, and you already know that there's a guy that's just not going to get minutes in the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just doing this in regular season just to like, I guess, appease him a bit, you know? Um, yeah, definitely washed. <laughs> definitely not like, like if you told me he still had the lob threat, he'd get minutes, but he has zero lob threat, like yeah. zero offensive ability completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. What about you, Benny? Who do, who's your first inaugural guy? Both of them, when we get to them, both of them are Heat alum. Mm. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah. I mean, you guys know who they are already, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I'm going to go with is uh, Justice Winslow. Even though it was obvious from pretty much the very first day of his NBA career that the Heat picked the wrong player. <laughs> <laughs> That they should have probably picked Devin Booker. <laughs> probably. Should have picked question. Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Either that or they should have accepted the trade that Boston sent them where it was like three first-round picks because Boston really wanted oh my God, that, yeah. Hey, the Heat had three options. They picked the worst one. <laughs> they picked just <laughs> they did yeah. the worst thing in the world. They picked the guy who they was actually the guy they wanted. The yeah. <laughs> and so I many mean, other guys. Yeah, not... <sighs> As much as I, not that I was against him, but as much as like I wasn't on board with him, with us trying to build like a team around him, um, I I couldn't deny that he, when he was healthy, which you know was another thing that was that was already a concern. That when, but when he was healthy, that he was a pretty useful player. He was a good defender, and then we were talking about off pod that one year where uh, they played him at point guard, and he had career highs uh, and like his points, his playmaking was really really good. His defense looked better somehow. He was playing the perimeter a lot more at the top of the key guarding point guards. His his size his size suited that role that uh, Spolstra gave him. But then the next season, you know, Jimmy comes in and they had the struggles with the chemistry issues a little bit because they're both ball dominant guys. Or Winslow had turned into a ball dominant guy, right? Uh, didn't work out. He got hurt, and then he just didn't want to play for the Heat. Basically, like they had like internal beef. It was kind of like a Kawhi thing. Or, you know, the Heat said that he's ready to come back, but he said he's not. And so, you know, once the Heat traded him, uh, he just wasn't in good situations for himself. He played in Memphis uh, for a year, barely, because, he, again, he was still hurt. Yeah, he hardly saw the floor over there. Hardly saw the yeah. floor. And now he's on the Clippers. And kind of like the next guy I'm going to bring up, like, this season, he's just, like, completely reduced to ashes. Like, this dude, he, 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 gets, he gets three shots a game, two points. If he plays, it's cool whatever but he obviously doesn't start he gets like nine minutes a game and yeah like a, like a once like not the right pick for the heat at the time it's not his fault but you know still was a decent player like in his time he was showing decent development and you know just from one season to the next you know especially after his most promising one when you least expect him to just crash is when he did and now he's he's yeah, yeah agreed it's, it's sad to watch but it's, yeah. it's it's reality you guys want me to go over some names that the Heat didn't pick instead. Go for it. Oh, my Just God. Just for the exercise. This. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, Miles Turner was picked right after, um, which we can have our reservations about the guy, but he gets blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, at least they had his pick, Bam, at least it forced, eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what it led to. Yeah. The Devin Booker one was criminal. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Criminal. You could even call Kelly Oubre an improvement now over Justice Winslow. We can we can say that, right? Eh, eh, I mean, I think you're willing to say Justice Winslow was better than Kelly Oubre only because he, he sees the floor. Only he sees because the floor. he sees the floor. Yes, I'll agree with you there. But he's not that. He's Justice, not a winning player. Did, did Justice Winslow ever average like any sort of good points per game on hey, look, easy. You saw, you saw was... Kelly Oubre on the Warriors last season. I did, yeah, but I also was, saw him on the Wizards, and it was completely different. So yeah, true. So like. And we're again. I'm I'm talking to two Heat fans, so of course you're not going to insult Justice Winslow as much as you should. No, nah, I mean but he's, he's pretty garbage. I, if you look at these <laughs> field goal percentages, you're telling me that his best season was 43 percent from the field completely. Really? Yeah. Is this yeah. what we're saying? And this True. is the guy better than Kelly Oubre? True. Sorry, guys. I True. As much as I do not appreciate Kelly for being complete trash on <sighs> the Warriors, because he was complete trash. No offense, Kelly. Um, but. <laughs> If we're going to compare them, at least, you know, the best season of Kelly Oubre is significantly better than the best season of Justice Winslow, not even barring injuries. Like I'm talking like 18 points a game, six rebounds, um, 45 from the field, 36 from three. Like you can't tell me Kelly didn't end up better. No, Justice yeah, Winslow. That's, that's that's facts. Can't dispute yeah. that. Terry yeah. Rozier. Eh, yeah. 
do not tell me that Winslow is <laughs> no, better just, than Scary Terry. Just, like, you know, <laughs> don't I agree even, with you. I'm just saying, how like, are you? It's, I don't, it's not like I'm, I'm not heartbroken over it. You know what I mean? I want to feel pain. I would be pain. considering Terry Rozier is actually a good backup point guard while Justice Winslow can't even stay on the court for more than 10 games. And on top of that, can't agree. even yeah. he can't even score efficiently. He can't I do agree anything. with you 100%. I'm just saying, like, you know, these names aren't aren't inciting heartbreak in me. I, so, I'll have you, you know, know Terry Rozier averaged 20 points a game last year. Justice Winslow <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have even sniffed 15 healthy. So Damn. Terry Rozier and in the Bam finals. on the court would have been nice. Probably could have yeah. used him in the finals, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then later on in the draft, I mean, I know that at this point they wouldn't have drafted them because it's just too late in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry and Grant. Um, right. You had... Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. The rest Devontae of Graham was, was in there too, wasn't he? Devontae Graham, I think, was later though. Oh, he was, was he not? I don't know. I think he's sure no idea. Leva, I don't know how you, I don't know how you'll feel about this one because yeah, have this guy Tyus Jones. They miss Tyus Jones. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's, been, he's <laughs> playing, he's playing more than just Winslow at this oh, point. Like, oh. really, like you know. So you're okay with yeah. Tyus Jones, but when I bring up Terry Rozier and Kelly, <laughs> Moore, you're I saying, agree eh. with you. I'm just saying I'm not heartbroken. <laughs> I want to feel pain when you say these names. I want to feel something. Then I, I thought enough pain was already delivered with Devin Booker, but I guess not. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that broke my heart. That, yeah. All right. <laughs> so going with our second guy here, um, I'm trying to see. I had the name here, and now I'm losing it. I got to find it again. Oh, yeah, Robert Covington. Um, oh, I hadn't even thought about that one. Yeah, he was Covington, good a few years ago. Yeah, yeah but then the knee yeah. injuries happened, and I know that oh, like, true. he played yeah. 70 games last year. But my God, were those 70 games hard to watch? Eight mm. points a game. 6.7 rebounds on a team that isn't good. Um, 40% from the field, 37 from the three, which, like, I guess that's okay. But, like, is it really? When your team is supposed to be offensively oriented, you probably shouldn't be shooting five threes a game if you have Dame, CJ, and Carmelo Anthony. Um, yeah. And then, like, yeah, you know, this yep. season, you'd think he'd have a bigger, you know, role. And he's not shooting the ball as much. It's weird. Like, he has the efficiency, I guess, but like he's not shooting as much. He's only taking five shots per game now. And his defense is completely slipped. This guy used to be a menace on defense. He was a defensive all NBA. So like, I, I again, like he's just not what he used to be. Um, Kind of sad. He's still shooting 43 from three though. So that's not terrible. Right. But, yeah, but like I mean, look at the points per game. Like, like he's literally yeah. only shooting threes in the game and he's not doing anything else. Yeah, he can't this even is a get guy a who used to paint. be like, you know, glue guy. Like, even more, yeah. like, a little better than a good guy for, like, a finals contender, yeah. you know? That's kind of like He used to peak. average 14, yeah. 13 points a game consistently. Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, on I that same efficiency, like, he was the same 38-30, and now he's doing the same thing, but, like, with no yeah, points. much less, much less volume. Yeah, And he can't sure. get it in the paint anymore. Like, he's only, they, I, I don't know if it's him or if it's Portland that have made him an exclusively, like, three-point shooter. That's not him. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Is it the injury? Is it Portland? It could be both. I don't know. I think this is the beginning of the end for him in terms of like ability to be productive. He's a 31. He's got the knee injury. Yeah, that's the thing. The amount of like, time in the league and the injuries and now yeah. with this usage, yeah, that's not great. Yeah. And every team, every team that he's been on for Robert Covington, like at least once starting with Philly, once they got good, you know, he was always seen as like a key guy for their for their for their push, right? And then yeah. even when he got traded to Minnesota, like Tom Thibodeau wasn't trying to tank once they traded Jimmy Butler. Like when he brought in Covington, he was expecting him to help, you know, a playoff push. Yeah. You know, so like everything that he's been on since, so there's Minnesota, even in Houston, even though I know that didn't last long. I know it was like 30 games or something like that. And then in Portland, everything that he's been on since, like we even mentioned him, we mentioned him on the, on the predictions, uh, on the standings pod. You know, we looked at him as one of the guys, as one of the five guys in this Portland team that's going to help them, you know, make a playoff push. And yeah, like, easy that this is a good player i hadn't really thought about him at all but it's it's a really good point that you know he just hasn't lived up and it's been more than just this year we just haven't really noticed or talked about it yeah Yeah, definitely considering his peak agreed yeah considering his peak it's it's a pretty fault pretty big fault if you watch the games itself you just don't see the same impact even off even defensively that you used to see Mm -hmm. honestly like i've seen enough games and again this could be like a testament to portland being not good again i Maybe we're just blaming the wrong person. Maybe we're, yeah, we should maybe be blaming Portland. Yeah, Honestly, right. <laughs> we should just be blaming all of Portland because they're making Dame look horrendous with yeah. that new offense. Yeah. And I know that's part Dame, but that's definitely the coach if they're losing that many games. Benny, I think you were going to say something, though. 
I think that's that's a good point that you just made, by the way. I think that's definitely part of it. Chauncey Billups, uh, you know, should definitely. I'm trying to remember what the fuck I was going to say before, and I was like <laughs> eating time by talking about your point. Uh, oh yeah, I was I was just going to be talking shit, but like, who would have known that a that a Brett Brown system would have made a player's whole career? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Since, ever since yeah. he left Brett Brown, like he just hasn't been well, the same. It, it was really yeah, Sam Hinkie's. Um, it was really oh, Sam Hinkie's. Big facts. Yeah. True. I'm true. just saying that if they let Sam Hinkie stay, the process would have actually been completed. But the reason that they got rid of him now, the process. To... Well, is, didn't they have uh, Dario Saric at the same time when they had? They Covington? did have Saric. Yeah, they had. It was him. Yeah, Covington. him and, and Saric were like a pretty good uh, duo yeah. there for a minute. I'm just saying. They didn't let they Sam Hinkie finish, together. and the second that yeah. they left him, they ended up drafting Markel Fultz, and it was the beginning of the end. That guy needs to come out with a book something. There, something. there is a book. Not his really? book, but it's like a book about, like, um, I think it was like something like Building the Tank or something like that. And like he's, like that. He, does he give any insight? Oh, no, it's not by Sam Hinkie. It was like a, like reviewing the tank, like the oh, tanking okay. process like in the Sam Hinkie yeah. era. Right. Um, but I, I, I want a book that's like where he's like interviewed and like or yeah, I want the like he's writing it himself. Like, yeah, like his. Right. I, like, I would buy his memoir hundred percent. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I want the good. Like, what, sure. what was he gonna do next? Right, exactly. Like, as an honest want. like conversation, not even like him like saying like yeah, I was gonna draft Tatum before. Like, no, yeah, no, you'd no, have I want, to take I his word that he's gonna be honest. Yeah, I want the truth for sure, for sure. Because there is like him, it was it was Colangelo, right? And that was a disaster, right? Yeah. And because, like, the funny thing is, is that I'm pretty sure I heard that, like, the pick for him was Tatum. Like, I'm pretty sure Damn, he wanted that Tatum. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Yeah. Can you imagine Man. Tatum, Simmons, Bro. Embiid? Can you imagine Bro. the turmoil? Can you imagine the amount of conference finals losses? Okay, well, the, the, yeah, the turmoil, <laughs> the turmoil there would have been pretty heavy, but it would have been pretty epic. Yeah. Um, and I think Embiid would take conference finals losses at this point. Yeah, honestly. I mean, he just wants to make <laughs> so it ben so far. Yeah, exactly. Probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess we'll, we'll go on to our final player, Betty, uh, another guy who, I guess, fell from a pretty high place. Yeah, Josh Richardson is going to be my second one. I thought that he was going to do well in Philly uh, that first year. I thought he was – the reason why was because like you could see that last year that he was in Miami where he had a career highs pretty much across the board, and it was uh, – I would say it was a pretty efficient – I could pull it up. Okay, field goal percentage was not very efficient, but, you know, he was definitely the – driving force of what made the Miami Heat like 500 <laughs> which was that was a really bad Miami Heat roster Mike I'm sure you remember oh yeah but um the Heat my point being that the Miami Heat it looked like they were trying to make him the next Jimmy Butler or at least like a like a beta version of Jimmy Butler a BC version of Jimmy Butler yeah and <laughs> as like a two-way player and then just already a good defender and then just develop his offense as much as you can and I think they hit the, the Heat excuse me did a really good job of bringing up Josh Richardson, bringing up his value. It wasn't the first time that the Heat had tried for Jimmy Butler during the season when Jimmy Butler threw the tantrum in Minnesota. They tried to trade him. They tried to offer Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. It just didn't go through because I think they, you know, they were asking for Bam. They were asking for a whole bunch of pieces that the Heat just weren't willing to do. Fair enough. But eventually the Miami Heat do get Jimmy Butler by trading Josh Richardson over to Philly. And the whole thing of, you know, since I had, you know, you have it fresh in your mind, you know, that he were trying to make Josh Richardson a Jimmy Butler. You think, okay, you're going to get like a B version of Jimmy Butler. That's not going to need the ball as much. So, I mean, you can still have him beat and Simmons be the ball dominant players while still having, you know, a good third option with Josh Richardson. You're still a pretty good finals team or a team that should be contending for the finals. And it just didn't work out for him. He's he struggled. He struggled that first season, and then immediately after, I think he was. I'm pretty sure he was traded. I don't think he was. I don't think he was a free agent. I think he got traded to Dallas. Yeah, right in the Seth Curry trade, right? Yeah, he got traded to Dallas. What a win! What a yeah, win! Yeah, huge trade. win for Philly. Uh, huge win. Huge, huge win. win for Philly. Yeah, mm-hmm. massive win for Philly. And again, he didn't fit well with Luca or Porzingis, and he just wasn't looking at all like the player that he was in Miami. And after he left, and now again in Boston, I mentioned uh, Justice Wisdom being looks looks like he's turned to ashes. Same thing with Josh Richardson. This guy from 17 points a game just three years ago to now he's like just below eight points yeah. per game, seven yeah, shots a bad. game. Yeah, You know, his three-point percentage has gone down ever since he left Miami. He was a good three-point shooter in Miami. He hasn't been ever since he left. He's been average, I guess, ever since he left, but he was good in Miami. And... Yeah, just not the player that I thought he would turn out to be after that last season he had in Miami. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with the pick. Um, 
like to your to your point he, it just hasn't worked out in like three different systems yeah um you know which could great, also mess him up right because it's a yeah. new system every year but yeah that's true especially when he's used to the structure of like miami but still you know like playing with players like some of the greatest players in the game right now with right. brown and tatum here and luca and dallas and obviously Embiid and and ben before so yeah. you know yeah Pretty looking rough for for my guy Jeffers, and he's somebody who I, I you know I I do think you know I would buy stock in him. Like I I, I haven't given up on him yet. So you know if I we would, want to talk I about would. guys, we haven't given up on him. Depends what you would want him to be. Depends what you're. Yeah, I mean, not that he's going to be like anything what I thought he would be, but you know, maybe in a few years he can figure th- some things out, kind of be, uh, you know, a role player on a decent team, you know. But yeah, it's it's pretty bad for my guy. Pretty good. Yeah. R- rookie two, rookie one, and rook two. Not looking oh, good. Oh man, those are the days. I know, man. Those are the days. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple Heat fans. Those are the days. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I think that does it for our inaugural Hall of Fame wasp, uh, you know, class. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll keep doing this every now and then when we have new players to add as the season goes <laughs> along and more 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 players come into our uh, purview in terms of being uh, washed. But uh, yeah, if you, if anybody, if you listeners at home have any suggestions, you know, hit us up on Instagram. We'd love to to hear your thoughts. I mean, just uh, that Robert Covington one, he, that was a great one because I hadn't even thought of him at all. Yeah, I mean, which I guess, yeah, it just speaks to how washed he's been this year. <laughs> just, but, uh, he's just so uh, not out there anymore. Yeah. Could we get, do you guys have any honorable mentions? Oh, Benny, uh, funny you should bring that up because you know who I don't it. think is washed? Russell Westbrook. That guy's not washed at Ooh. all. That's so, that's so interesting because I had him as an honorable mention. That's so, wow. crazy. so crazy. It's like you guys talked how about you, him. How you nailed that. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. It's almost like after crazy. one game of going one for 14, we just completely disregard everything else he's done. I, we probably don't have to like get into the we probably don't we probably don't have to research this to know that this is probably not the first time he's done some shit like this. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like <laughs> why is why would he be washed at this point then? Because, if, you if guys, this, because now he's 33 and yeah. it was oh, so, you guys made a so, really good point you guys made it listen you, you guys made a really good point on i forgot which pot it was but i was thinking about this you guys made a really good point how this is i think it was mike or easy whatever one of you guys that this is going to be like his last chance to show that you can win with this guy yeah i agree yeah. and it's not working out <laughs> it's not working out lebron's right. out right lebron's me, out and le- he's, okay he's not... so let me ask you something if you're without lebron and AD is in and out of the lineup because of stomach issues and a finger. Okay. I will say and you though, had Carmelo and Malik up Monk as your best point. players on your team. How are you going to be good? Russell Wait, Westbrook I, takes 30 shots a game. I don't think he cares who he's playing with. You know what? I will say to, to, your, cool point, easy, to your point, easy. We did speak about like this exact issue or this exact scenario popping up during the, reg- the course of the regular season, which is like we were viewing it as a positive in terms of why you trade for Russell Westbrook. Like you trade for yeah. him. That's true. That's players like, have yeah, to go out true. because right. he's a guy who can get you regular season dubs, and that just has not been the case at he's all. He's notoriously a bad beginning of the season guy. Second half of the season, he's notoriously better. I could speak of this because I had him in fantasy last year, <laughs> and I lines. know, and I know for a fact the second that Beal went out, the second half of the season, Westbrook was getting a triple double every game. So I'm not saying that's going to happen with the Lakers, but I'm telling you right now. His stats are not going to stay at what they are right now. We'll see, man. We'll see. Right not now, washed. right now, washed. It's, it's it's not looking great. I mean, he's, is he washed? He's no, in the radar. I don't, he, he's I don't on the radar. He's, he's on the radar. That's he's on the a, radar. That's, that's the way to well, put it. Well, if he's on the, the radar, radar, I got a lot of guys that are on the radar in this league. There probably are. Go like, for it. We yeah. didn't talk about Dwight Howard or anything like that. So. Dwight oh, Howard's yeah, not no, washed. He's, he's just aged like a fine wine, all right? He's aged like a fine wine. I don't know, man. I don't know how fine that is. I don't it's know. Like a, it's probably it's like, like a Mario wine. Yeah. We talk about teams hey, that have not hey, aged well as a franchise. Take it easy, there, Mike. Right? <laughs> Can we talk pod. about another team that hasn't aged well? Just like a whole team, team yeah, in general? Yeah, for sure. Like the whole Absolutely. team? All right, so I'm adding the this Lakers? to my league pass list. I didn't yeah. want to add another team this week, oh, but here I think we go. I have to. Oh, well, I didn't think um, we were going to get this segment, ladies and gentlemen. Me neither. This yeah. is uh, Yeah, no, we have teams. to. We have yeah. to. It's it's so unwatchable. So Houston remains. It hasn't changed. Yeah, no, definitely not. We're adding Detroit. I think it was Matt. Oh my time. god, yeah, about they're time. one and eight. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I saw Cade play three games and I'm like, Kate's not interesting enough as a player for me to warrant watching them on League Pass. Nope. This is an awful product that we're watching. If there's ever a game this season that Detroit and Houston are playing. Oh wow. That's coming for sure. It's coming. Yeah. And I hate myself for this, but I'm gonna watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm to. gonna let you know which team is more unwatchable. <laughs> When wow, I watch that game, you're fucking hero, man. You're just sacrificing for every other. NBA it's gonna be so bad. 
I someone has to report how bad that game is. No, yeah, we need boots on the ground. We need. We're gonna send you over there off our off our three dudes one who budget. We're gonna I'll fly you out to Detroit or Houston. as much as it hurts. Yeah, you know what? Just send me to about... Detroit instead. <laughs> Make it as, as terrible as possible. <laughs> Go ahead, Benny. <laughs> haven't we mentioned uh, Dwayne Casey uh, getting fired already? Oh, he got fired. No, I'm saying like. Oh, you think he should be? He's, he's on the hot seat. Yeah. yeah man. Or I don't know. They shouldn't have gone into the season with him to begin with, in my opinion. But they've been they've been like historically bad, like for their for that <laughs> franchise, which is historically bad. It's saying something, yeah, like, yeah. It's saying something right. for them, man. They're really bad every single year. They're awful. I would say yes, but like. I just look at the first. I know the roster's bad. Roster. I know the roster's bad. Yeah, the roster's around. But he, but he was like the wrong pick yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah, like, but this guy has the, this guy has like. There's no way he doesn't have some like ex- executive say. Well, I feel like also you know if you're trying to tank, which I mean you can't tell me the Pistons aren't going to try to tank the rest of the year. Like for sure. Why, why would you get rid of again? Why would you? Or what the next like ten years? I mean, yeah. I guess so. It's not working pretty out. Much. So. <laughs> pretty much. I don't know what I, else you can do. You got to wait for like the next sad. great guy, I guess. But, His yeah. one moment was when uh, that first season when they beat to uh, they beat Toronto early, and he was just going crazy on the court, <laughs> like yelling and just stomping and fists so flying happy. everywhere. He's so beat happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah look man. at him now. Look at him now. <laughs> yeah. Look at him now. Yeah, Detroit's Awkward. pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty horrendous team. So good call there. Good call there. Good yeah. addition. I like we have it. to we have to just start taking names out. Yeah. It's not gonna happen every week. Any teams like, on the radar? Pelicans, but like Pelicans, they don't have Zion. Yeah. But like I almost want to say they're still unwatchable. Right. Like I almost want to say they're still unwatchable with Zion. Well, with Ingram, <laughs> Ingram's been out the past few games with a hip injury. He was, they were unwatchable with so, Ingram. Yeah. So like, yeah, they're, they're even <laughs> less so now. But they're like it a temporary. So bad. They're like I'm telling you, definitely Pelicans are on the radar. Um, yeah. I can't say another team on the radar yet. I'm not ready to say Orlando. They got too many fun young personalities. Like I feel like Cole San Anthony. Antonio is getting close. It's because they don't San have Antonio's exciting. teetering on that, but like they've had some close games at the end recently, and their actual okay. differential for winning, like they score more points than the opponent. So like, true, yeah. true, yeah. I'm not ready to give up on them, but they do play an extremely boring brand of basketball when it's not Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Ginobili. It's just they really just don't have anybody exciting like. You know, Dejounte is pretty fun. Names. Yeah, Dejounte is pretty. I mean, yeah, he had that team USA run. So other than that, exciting. I would say yeah. they're extremely boring. I think yeah. Dallas plays a really bad offense as well. Yeah, but Luca, you know, you, you yeah. watch yeah. Luca. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, if Luca's going off, like you're gonna switch the league pass over to them. So yeah, but I'm okay, I'm glad. Points. I'm glad we had a surprise entry to the yeah. unwatchable hall. Uh, you know, list. <laughs> I guess it's a league pass list. I like it. Yeah. So you know. Pretty good episode. We had our inaugural Hall of Fame class for uh, WASP players, and you know we went over <laughs> kind of kind of the latest news. So I guess I guess that does it for all, us here at Three Dudes One Hoop. Uh, thanks for listening as always. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you on the next pod.